you need to be thinking about both a W-2 and 1099 strategy because mm. a lot of the talent that you need in order to really propel your organization and your marketing efforts are likely to be independent contractors. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Tuesday, which means this is our hashtag one big idea episode. In these episodes, you'll hear some of the best big ideas from incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Phone podcast. I am super excited. Susan and I have worked in, in our past life at Salesforce, it's CrossPath. But what's interesting is Susan has been with Adobe, Apple, then Salesforce most recently before she became CEO of Torchlight. And it's just super fascinating for me to really think about what a workforce would look like. We have a lot of independent contractors helping out. I think we all struggle with this idea, like we have less time and fewer resources every single day. And I always imagine like, what if I had an, an unlimited amount of time and resources available? So today's podcast is all about how do we evolve or how the workforce is evolving, especially with independent contractors. And I nobody, you know, nothing like spectacular, you know, when I think about like, well, how would that work? But I feel like as, as you will hear Susan and her story and how she's thinking about it, I think you would be really surprised that there is a world that can absolutely exist when it comes to evolving workforce. So Susan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very glad to be here. Good to see you again. Great to see you again. So I know I kind of vomited a little bit there around the idea of workforce. And I wanted you to kind of really set the record around what's happening in the mm -hmm. workforce. Like, how is it evolving? And as you hear that, I would love for you to start with a fun fact about yourself. Sure, sure. We'll start with a fun fact because fun facts are, are fun and we'll start there. I just started exploring rock climbing and more outdoor activities out in Colorado, which has been super exciting for me. So, you know, I am not in my 20s. So getting out there and, and climbing boulders and rocks has been fun. I do it with my twins that are 11 and my 13-year-old son. So wow. that has become a new passion for me. That, um, I, mean, I think it gets your mind off everything because you're just worried about not falling I can off the imagine. cliff and dying. So. <laughs> well, what got into, like, what, what, why did you get into rock climbing? Because, you know, when you have your own company and a startup, it's all you think about it and it's, yeah. you know, it can be all consuming. And I know that when I can turn it off just for a few minutes, I usually come back a little bit more inspired and refreshed. And yoga was that way for me for a while. And yeah. then my mind would just start, you know, sitting there trying to do my poses or whatever. And I'm thinking about, are we going to hit our number this yeah. quarter? Like, are we going to run out of cash? What's going on? And so you're out climbing. You literally have to make sure you get your hand on that next spot or you may fall and yeah. so you can't think about anything but just get into the top of the that's rock. awesome i love that <laughs> i think about like that i do that sometimes with swimming because the yeah. same thing with swimming is like you can't really think about a whole lot you can like, drown. yeah you can drown so i feel like maybe this is more of a founder's <laughs> kind of thing whereas like well we are so over consumed with our lives that so we, we do need a crazy amount of out and some we of these do. things yeah, to kind of like shut it out just for a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. So share mm -hmm. a little bit more about how's the workspace evolving for somebody who might think that you 
you need to have a W-2 and a full-time job to pay the bills. Well, what I tell marketing teams is that you need to be thinking and just enterprises in general is that you need to be thinking about both a W-2 and 1099 strategy because Mm. a lot of the talent that you need in order to really propel your organization and your marketing efforts are likely to be independent contractors. There's some stats I've seen that 50% of the overall workforce is going to be independent contractors by, you know, 2020. So what I found is some of the most creative, technical, you know, the experts that you need in order to implement digital marketing campaigns are are out there as their own businesses, their own individual entrepreneurs, their own independent contractors. And so I think it's up to us as marketers and as business owners to to find them and figure out how to get the most out of those those yeah. resources. You know, what's what's interesting about that thought is I look at a lot of the things that I'm doing right now, Susan, like the daily podcast. And a lot of people ask me, like, how do you do a daily podcast being a, I mean, if this was your full-time job, even that is still crazy. But how do you do it with having to run a company and, you know, as we're fast growing company and, and events and all the things that happen. And I've outsourced the entire podcast other than having conversations like we're having. I don't do anything else. Like I literally have this conversation and have the file and shipped it to Sweetfish Media, who is a producer of this right. podcast. And they turned that into a blog post. They turned that into content for my LinkedIn. They turned that into a whole bunch of different things to a point where we can actually write a book on, you know, having done 200. And they have been doing that and keeping the schedule up very clearly doing some social media posts. All that stuff is happening. And, and I'm, I, I just feel the, the pressure off me. And I almost feel like if I would have had a full-time person internally doing this, there was just Mm -hmm. no way we would have been able to pull this off. Right. And you probably don't need them full-time either. Correct. And that's that's another trend that that we need to be looking at is that digital marketing and everything that we're doing around content production, it's, it's gotten so specialized and technical. So you can't have a whole staff of these specialists. You really, you need fractional bits of all these specialists and you need a way to kind of bring them together so that you can get your podcast done. So you can... Um, implement your ABM strategy so you can, you know, drive that marketing automation program, whatever it might be. So, the, you know, when it, when I hear this, I also want to be now on the skeptic side of this is like, well, you know, that sounds great, but the great, nobody's going to be better at the messaging than somebody who's on the inside. Nobody, I can hear people say this, right? Well, nobody's going to be better at knowing your pulse and your messaging better than somebody who's mm-hmm. actually in your company today. Things are moving so fast that you need somebody in the office or somebody who's part of the the conversations all the time. So you need somebody internally. How how do you Mm -hmm. respond to that? I agree that you need to have somebody internally who sees the big picture and who's uh, very in tune to the message and the brand and lives and breathes full time, whatever the enterprise or the company is, is projecting to the market. But I would argue that, you know, somebody that's producing the podcast with your content doesn't need to be living and breathing yeah. internally all the time or somebody that's whose job is to know SQL and be able to pull data out of the CRM and get it into the marketing automation tool. It doesn't need to be, you know, sitting next to the CEO and living and breathing the message in order to implement the strategy. Well, yeah. so, I um, so what, what do you find these people? Like how, how do people find these people? Yeah, so that's that's the tough thing is because there's certainly lots of big open marketplaces out there where you can go and search for different specialties. We know we're familiar with many of them. Upwork, freelancer.com, a lot of those. I mean, there's even specialists, mm. you know, that are lower in, but 
the problem really is not about finding them, but it's finding the ones that are really good at what they do. So that, so <laughs> yep. it sounds really obvious, but no, it, it, I was, I was laughing at this uh, because, you know, I, and remember this reminded me of like somebody was using uh, internally was using somebody on Fiverr for like, yeah. five, you know, and, and they had like just the worst experience. And, and because they're using somebody for like five bucks, right. you know, for the job. And then as soon as they use somebody that they were paying 50 bucks, they were even worse. And they're like, well, wait a minute, it's not working out. And then yeah. they said, okay, we're going to try one more time. And then we ended up looking at this guy that was for 20, 20 bucks an hour and they did a phenomenal job. So finding right. the right person, it's, it's not tough. necessarily the price or anything. It's, it's like, you really need to, there, there is something more there. Yeah. And so that's why you need companies like Torchlight not to, you know, talking too much about my company, but you need somebody in between that has a you know, a vetting process that's proven yeah. that they've been able to use over and over again. So for us, it's it's less about quantity of digital marketers, but more about quality and looking for the years of experience and certifications and past experience with the brands that they've they've worked with. Yeah. Do you I, I, this is that's such a such an interesting point. You also mentioned, Susan, earlier that there's a lot of specialty yeah. activities that happen in marketing. And I think we both can agree, uh, hopefully, and, and hopefully listening to people listening to this, marketing happens to be a function where almost every role is a specialist role, right? Mm-hmm. You have a graphic designer, you have a content person who writes content, you have an events person who needs that. There's a digital strategist and somebody who understands the whole online space. It almost is that you can't really swap one for the other. Um, no, you need no, when you try to, you know, that's when you fail because you don't want to take your graphic designer and say, Hey, can you go figure out how to do, you know, SEO or something, you right. know, maybe people can cross over from one discipline to the other, Yeah, but it's, it, it has definitely gotten extremely specialized. And these independent co- contractors, what's great about them is that they're finding their specialty and they're constantly staying on top of the latest technology, yeah. keeping their certifications up to date. Their MarTech uh, provider provides that. And so that's another benefit of working with an independent contractor because they're really their own CEO of their own business and their value is their skills and keeping them up to date. So you can, you can really get a lot of value out of that. You know, uh, this is probably going to sound really bad, but uh, what I, the reason I like working with a lot of independent contractors initially has to be like headache, but now I feel like that's the best thing that, that I've been able to do in the last few years uh, as a startup guy is that they're not in every single meeting. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> you know, it's gonna probably sound really bad like they're not yeah. like they're not spending six hours of their day in right. like stupid meetings where yeah. we really they, that, that they would be rather i would rather have them crank out that post and stuff and, and things yeah. like that so yeah. I, I feel like we go round and round so many times and i look mm-hmm. at it like the, the the amount of production that we can have kind of uh, goes down tremendously because now everybody's in almost every meeting and and it becomes so it's i feel like yeah yeah so once you Uh, to your point once you agree on the higher message or the mm -hmm. goals and things like that you definitely need input and insight from everybody but once you know that you just have to go and it's about execution right and then testing and optimizing and 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 when you have independent contractors that are very specialized and know their role they're just like okay tell me you know what's next what's next what am i supposed to do here and but they can also they also give you feedback too on what what's working and suggestions that you may not have 
thought about because you're so focused on your own brand, yeah. you know, and what you're doing, but they're working with lots of other companies and other brands. And so they're bringing best practices or even sometimes what's more important, what didn't work, you yeah. know, at their last, at their last client. So yeah. And they will report. Yeah. They will report yeah. on all of those. So you have metrics. And so, so for example, for me, for the podcast, they, they, they manage and they report on all the, I don't even need enough that the information they provide but they will provide me with so many metrics and so many that at any given time i can just pull that up when we are talking yeah. to the board or anybody right. else yeah and so you don't have to be an expert in podcast yeah. technology and distribution you can be an expert on the messaging and the content right and being great guests yeah like you so let's talk about the lessons that you have learned in this process of like, hey, here's what to look out for when you're hiring and things that may have worked may not have worked for some of your customers, given that you are so much into the space. Yeah. So I think one of the most important things and is that you want somebody who has built their career around being independent contractor. They have their own identity. They may have their own LLC. They, um, you know, when you go to their social channels, you can see that they're specialists in their topic. So definitely want to be careful not to, certainly there are a lot of people in between full-time jobs who could be great contractors, but the ones that I've found are the best have chosen this as their career path, not something that's, that's in between. So that's one thing that, and then the other thing is you want to make sure that they're really up to speed on the Mars. We focus so heavily on the, on the clouds and on uh, more technical digital marketing. You want to make sure that they are their certifications are up to date. That they are, you know, they're out there honing their skills constantly. So yeah. that's that's something to watch out for for sure. And you know, always good, just like hiring an employee to look look at their past clients and do a little bit of reference checking. And and if somebody is a professional independent contractor freelancer, yeah. those references are readily available. Those clients are there ready to talk. You know, so yeah. those those are the things. But, but don't look for somebody in between jobs. I think that mm. having a professional freelancer contractor yeah. on your bill is good. Yeah, you, you also started with saying that W2 plus one ten ninety nine. So how do you see people who may have jobs right now? Or do you see those people also doing 1099 work? And if so, I mean, that can be really tricky. I don't want sure. any, any of the Terminator employees listening to this podcast right now. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, you know, if you're doing... If you're doing a W-2, how do you do 1099 or is it one or the other? Well, I, what I meant was as a employer or as a CMO or VP of marketing, you want to have a W-2 and 1099 oh, gotcha. strategy. Okay. So you want to have full-time employees on staff, but then you also want to fill in the gaps with independent contractors. And usually those are the highly tech, technical, very specialized resources that you may not need to be deploying eight hours yeah. a day, five days a week. Yeah. So, you know, if you're you know big B2B event-based uh, marketing group, you yeah. probably want to have somebody in-house who's thinking event strategy. Yep. And then, but certainly the things that this person needs to get done around execution could be a 1099 person. Yeah. No, it, it totally makes sense. And now I understand it better. It's like, even for the Flip My Phone conference that we just did in Boston, where we had thousand plus people, we, um, we, we hired Kennedy events to do the whole logistics. Like I remember the very first event we were standing right behind, like I was one of the people standing right behind, making sure everyone's name is, <laughs> is printed right <laughs> and giving it. And there was a huge line in like 10 minutes. And we're like, oh, oh sure. how, yeah, how do I, uh, you know, how do we, so the first event was like that. 
to now we're like, okay, I, I, I don't need to worry about are the booths set up or the sponsors, do they know where they need to go? Do they have attendees? What like We, of course, think about the experience and the things that are really, really, really important at the highest level, but all the other things that are more, somebody's 10 times better than I can be and making sure that things are done right and I've seen what can go wrong. I think it has, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is more value than whatever amount of money we paid them. And there's an opportunity cost if you're standing there, you know, uh, backstage working on name tags or something when you could be thinking about the overall experience of yep. the event, messaging, and that kind of thing. Done yeah. it all. Done it all. All right. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yep. going to try to go through like some of the, some of the really amazing highlights from, from this podcast that I'm learning as I read through it. Uh, Susan, I would love for you to think about a challenge that you want to give every single person who's listening, who might be thinking about like, whoa, the world is changing and how do they adapt as a, as a leader in their company? So yeah. the first thing you shared that now I understand better, which is the W2-1099 wasn't necessarily for a person. It's really for a leader to think that, hey, is your team made up of W2 and 1099 so that you can leverage the right type of resources in the right mm-hmm. context. So I think that was really good point. And I'm glad you shared that. The other part you shared was around the fact that, and I had no idea around this thing, that 50% or more of the workforce could possibly be by 2020 be outsourced or you know external or 1099. And, mm-hmm. and that's really a big step. I know now that reflecting back, I'm already doing that in our own organization with the podcast, the events, and a lot of the other things. It feels like we're already doing that. So shouldn't have been surprised. But when you put a number like that, I think it make me, makes me think more about it. Do I have the right mix of full-time and contractors? So that was a good reminder. Uh, one of the things you said that uh, I did not consider until now was that having a contractor who is a specialized person in, in whatever events or te- in technology that you're using, if you're getting somebody like that, they are going to have more of an outside-in perspective mm-hmm. and have maybe benchmarking or seen more of, of the same so they can actually help you. So having contractors can be a huge asset. It's just not trying to cut cost or trying to figure out how do I get things faster. It's really could be a great asset because they could be thinking about things that you may not be given at the point that you made. You might be too much in the weeds every day. And, and the last part I feel like uh, that, that I think we, we talked about is that when we're looking to hire somebody in this role, I think it's really important to think about is this the specialty of this person? Is this what this person is known for, is talking about? And is this something that he really cares about? And has he, has he or she been doing this kind of work for a while in order for you to, to have? So it's no, no, no different than hiring a full-time person when it comes to background checks and all. But, but companies like yours and, and others can help be the middle person making sure that we have some vetting process. So I feel, felt like that was a really good point. So this is some of it. I'm sure you, and you shared a lot many more. So as people listen, I'm sure they have their own thoughts. Uh, uh, takeaways from it. What is the one challenge you want to give to every single flip funnel listener today? So the the one challenge that I would give everyone listening to your podcast today is to, we talked about this a little bit, but to look at your marketing team today and make sure that you do have the right mix, full-time employees, FTEs and 1099 contractors. And look at, you know, what is essential to have in-house and what would make the most sense to augment because it's so highly specialized and maybe not needed as frequently. So I think I think I would challenge everyone to take 
an inventory and look at it from that perspective so that you can get the most out of your people and they get the most out of working for you because they get to focus on what they're really good at and what they're really specialized in. So that would be my challenge. I love that. I think I think people are going to walk away thinking like, wait a minute, let me look at my team. Uh, Yeah. And then the composition, because there are a lot of senior leaders also listening to the podcast in addition to practitioner. So Susan, thank you so much for being on the podcast and educating me and others on the fact of, you know, your team could be comprised of many more things than what you might think about. And I never thought about a great composition of FT and 1099. Now I know. There you go. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Thank you. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.